Hello and welcome to another podcast of the Odd Couple. This is Siddharth here. I'm Arjun. And I'm Dr. Sheesh. So today's topic, and we are ensuring that we are recording because we just lost some track earlier, is do you see dead people? I see dead people. No, I'm kidding. I don't. What about you, Arjun? I used to think I see dead people my entire... I love the supernatural. I love everything about it. I'd love to believe in ghosts. And for the longest time, I was a huge believer. But I think... my general belief has moved a little bit more scientifically so all my childhood ghosts are now explainable probably a sleep paralysis or trick of the light or whatever i'd love to believe i get scared but i don't believe i'd like to call myself a skeptic i've had experiences like arjun has said but i don't feel like science can prove any one of them yet and i'm waiting for somebody to come and change my opinion i'm an open and i'm open to that change if somebody can do it my story is very simple i've had a lot of uh, experiences both unexplainable quasi explainable does anyone have weird shit oh i've had a experience where one night when i was sleeping uh, in chennai or Mad- erstwhile madras one is i used to have really bad dreams and second i used to have a lot of these experiences which is very classy uh, horror movie inspired kind of exp- experiences which i kind of don't uh, focus on but yes like sleep paralysis that you mentioned like somebody choking me or sitting on my chest unable to breathe or since i had a very soft bed i used to feel that somebody was actually sitting at the edge of my bed it was extremely scary because you just don't want to even if you can move you will not want to move because you just want that particular instant to get over this was further magnified by the fact that the place where i used to stay in chennai that is a place called besan nagar for the longest time was actually a burial ground so when they were excavating to build flats and everything they used to find a lot of bones and other things this is how the urban legend goes so there's a lot of weird juju out there yeah i think before we go let me just explain to the um, audience about um, this common entity which you talked about which is the um, the entity which tends to sit on your chest doesn't allow you to breathe kind of paralyzes you this is the most common entity which is described all across the globe you know from the east to the west most people didn't know much about it during the early century but like what arjun had mentioned we've come to the realization of what that is and that is called now which is described as sleep paralysis what is sleep paralysis when we sleep we go in through different phases of the sleep cycle the part where we dream is known as the REM stage the rapid eye movement stage where we dream out so our body's defense mechanism for that is that it tends to paralyze our body so that we don't injure ourselves while we act out these dreams most people will feel like they can't move their hand they can't move their leg and they snap out of that dream the brain comes out of the uh, dream but the body doesn't come out of it they're still languishing in that paralysis and trying to figure it out and this with the dream which they were dreaming around leads to that visual hallucination also which they talk about as you know those gray figures and presences around them so that is what now science is trying to say that you know what that entity was which is our chest but one of my earliest what is it uh, episode i had with this or which you know kind of thing i always felt like there was always a presence which tells me that of things which happen probably you know in the future something is going to happen and i remember when i was riding back home i was going to try and overtake a car in front of me and something said no slow down 
and I slowed down and a truck from behind came and just smashed into that uh, car. So it kind of overtook me on my left and hit oh, into wow. that car. Yeah, if I was there, I was going to be hit by the truck. So that was my first thing with, you know, something saying, no, don't. And my point for that, when I think back to be reasonable or scientific, is that I always feel whenever I have this type of thing is when I have been, what is it? Uh, my senses have been heightened or, you know, I've been put into that sense of uh, fear or uh, that spooked feeling which you get. Hyper-awareness. Good word. I feel that is the cause for that. But uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. Dr. Sheesh, by the way, I had another question for you was, you were talking about sleep paralysis. You were talking about how the scientific explanation is about the uh, rapid eye movement and how it paralyzes your body so that you don't act out your dreams. But usually this happens when you're sound asleep around let's say 3 a.m 4 a.m around that time and i'm pretty sure that you would have experienced or you would have witnessed countless number of times during your career as a doctor how do you explain that so many people actually die i'm not saying so many people empirically is proven to pass away during that particular period of time but it's uncanny how things go south during those times yeah funny you should mention that Sid because um, I, I don't uh, sit here trying to say that I know everything or I'm speaking for the the masses or whatever but I'm talking from my experience sure I know that uh, when I was a junior resident uh, and I was working in the cardiac ICU so I noticed that whenever things would go south it was generally that period of time which they call the darkest time of the night which is between 2 and 5 or the early you know that early phase of the morning so yeah so I've noticed that it does happen at that period of time but then going back to my other point which is you know maybe it's because I'm heightened at that period of time that I feel that the deaths are more common at that period of time maybe I, I don't know. I, I, now I think I, maybe I should go back and statistically check that, you know, do we, do we have more deaths at night than in morning or is it statistically not? Uh, that is what's one of my questions. Second thing is that you are in a, let me, for a lack of a better word, in a target-rich environment. Yeah. <laughs> a target-rich environment, a hospital where max number of people actually die. <laughs> <laughs> so... I'm saying if there was something like ghosts or or spirits, I know I've heard people telling me from very uh, reliable sources where when their father or mother was on their deathbed, they actually saw their loved ones who have passed away earlier to them actually waiting for them to take them to the next life. And that's something which even Irfan Khan, who died recently, was also mentioning that his mother who died earlier, I think a couple of months before he did, was there next to his bed waiting for him and he said I'm going to, with, with my mom and my mom is here to take me. And I've heard this story time and again a lot of times. But coming back to my earlier question that in the environment of a hospital where for you death is a very... Uh, not a very emotional thing something that happens on a daily basis and you have detached yourself from the whole experience because it's part of work i guess i guess you got over it and stuff like that but i'm saying that in hospitals are there certain nooks and corners that nobody kind of really bothers going alone i don't know i think i've only heard it once from one of the nurses the night staff whoever said that we feel that there's some presence on a certain floor or whatever 
but my personal experience all these years of 20 years uh, in the medical field i've never had a single episode not even a uh, oh, sleep paralysis because i barely sleep when we are there in the nights yeah. so i've never experienced anything but the spookiest place is obviously the morgue the funny thing about the morgue is you'll never find a mirror in a morgue I think that is the best thing to have you should not to have in a morgue is a mirror. I swear. You should have a mirror. You you know you won't even the sink whatever it doesn't have a mirror and if there is a mirror it's a small disc which is like probably like you know just 2 inches or 3 inches wide so that you don't think that you see things you know or you look for things in the yeah, mirror. Yeah you you look at it and then something scares you and uh, you feel like you saw something but it it was just maybe uh, a coat hanging over there or whatever it is. So I guess that's what it is but you never find a mirror in the morgue you know so yeah. You know what that's the most fascinating thing that I've heard so far. There are no mirrors in a morgue. That's brilliant. I think we've just built these into our systems. It starts when you're young. the very thing like you know people have conducted experiments uh, on children who who've not been fed the lie of a ghost or, i mean i've not been fed information about ghosts or the boogeyman and stuff like that they don't feel that they don't have that sense of presence or thing in the room because they don't know that that perception is not there because they've not been tuned into it but once you start tuning them into it and start saying that you know uh, what is the word for it where you prime them yeah priming them you keep priming them and saying you know there is there are ghosts the boogeyman will come and get you he's under your bed once you start doing that then slowly that takes over then the fear psychosis comes inside and then your mind starts uh, you know filling in stuff there's this uh, thing which we do which is um, we tend to pick out faces from weird designs like the face on mars mm-hmm. the what is the cinnabon which looks like mother teresa or the toast which sold for $28,000 which uh, had a it looked like madonna was there on the toast right so yeah there was a, there was chuck norris che- cheetos also <laughs> <laughs> so we, ha- we we tend to do that we, uh, that's inbuilt within us we, uh, you know it's some type of fail safe system within us to identify this type of thing my point is just this that what if we are in a situation where our senses are really heightened we're spooked out it's dark i can't see it's cold whatever and now my brain needs to try and figure out what this is and it's easier for my brain to now put a face to it or an image to it and say oh this familiar association yeah, yeah. associated to something familiar and so then now we start perceiving it as something else Another good example for this is the stairway to heaven track. There was that thing where they used to say that you know you play the track backwards and you'll hear a satanic track. So one of these guys what he did was I mean what he says is that I'll play the song for you listen to it. Right? It has something to do with satan. So now you uh, start listening to the so- song backwards and it's just skip you know that type of sound is coming out. <laughs> right? and then suddenly you hear something which sounds like satan something then what he says is he puts a paragraph underneath that and then he says read this while you're listening to that and the minute you start reading and listening to it that phrase is there inside i completely agree there was this particular experiment which i saw on whatsapp so it is a garbled noise which has two words yes, one is yes. brainstorm and other one is green flute or something which is if you concentrate and read on one thing you will hear that word yes 
abs- it's absolute garble yeah. but if you read something i completely get this association where your brain automatically short circuits yeah. to get the get to the shortest path of sorts and they fill in the gaps but there are a lot of things which is also unexplained you can't say that just because it's unexplained it isn't true for the longest time uh, nobody could explain a comet comet was known as a sign of uh, it was a, it's a evil omen or an or a solar eclipse i think over the years science has evolved uh, we our understanding has evolved now it has become more of a fact than a superstition or fear of the unknown of sorts and i guess even that's how religion also started where everything was paganism initially where we worship things that we feared the unexplained uh then slowly we started figuring out because if you walk down uh into a forest and you hear really weird sounds like the creaking and stuff you if you don't know the sounds of the forest you wouldn't know the trees are actually creaking it's not that it's anything otherwise but there are still certain things which science has probably not able to explain as of today but it probably will in probably 200 years or thousand years time but stuff like telekinesis telepathy extrasensory perception these things have always fascinated me there was a guy in japan he used to have the claim that you had telekinesis where you move stuff without touching it so what he do is he he'd have a book and he'd go to the book and then he'd just do this with his hand he push forward with his hand and the page would flip or he'd have a pencil and the pencil would roll on its side for the longest time he had people fooled until one of the gentlemen a white man who tries to debunk this stuff it must have been james james randy must be the big guy with the long white yes, beard yes 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 correct correct yeah. james randy okay, yeah he's yeah, my favorite mythbusters he's amazing for the longest time he was he had a james randy prize which was a million or 10 million yes, dollars correct yes 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 where he said listen if you give me hardcore proof that the paranormal exists you can take the money and it has never been proven but i think recently he has discontinued that challenge i'm not too sure why though so how he uh, debunked the guy was he he dumped a lot of these small styrofoam balls all around the the book or the pencil or whatever and then he said now do it because he was saying that what this man does is he uses his breath to blow it and it flips oh. over or the pencil moves so if you can do it without moving this that means you have telekinesis but he couldn't so that's my thing with what you were saying sidhu which is that science has not proved it but that's what makes me feel like it's not real because everything which we have spoken of right like one is sleep paralysis two is debunking this thing where this guy blows it off or you know trying to find commonalities in a situation where you know you don't know what it is in your mind is starting to fill gaps science also is trying to debunk these things also and i feel that they've disproved more than they have proved and that is why i feel like i have these feelings but i know this is my mind playing this trick on me and you have improved it yet to me so that can that can be extended into the fact that now um when you talk to some people who uh, believe in ghosts or the paranormal they'll always give you this argument of uh, we are a world with multiple dimensions based on uh, string theory we live in a world where there are 11 dimensions and so some people now go ahead and say that ghosts and all these type of entities are people from a fourth dimension or a fifth dimension passing through our three dimensional world and so we can't perceive them as a four dimensional or three dimensional so we see them like in this two dimensional image or something like that which we don't know what it is so we we see a three dimensional shadow of 
them passing through our medium yes correct my point is that i don't believe that because nobody can prove that there is a fourth dimension yet i know but we all three believe that we are sharing space i'm Sorry? saying that we talk about 11 11 dimensions but beyond the third dimension nobody has been able to prove it might exist it might not exist but being a three dimensional object i cannot perceive what a fourth dimensional being is so it doesn't really matter to me is what i'm saying no these are one of the theories i agree completely agree i'm just giving you another side of uh, of of an argument what about black magic and the occult the black arts what about psychic people who claim that they're psychic do you believe that they're psychic or do you believe they're cheating or do you believe that they don't know that they are i think there are a bunch of frauds but there are so many doc i don't understand okay i'm asking you guys but we all know okay mentalism and you know how it works kind of but obviously we are not all mentalists but how do you explain that there have been like over the last like decades or so so many law enforcement agencies have actually used people like this to locate kidnap victims and locate bodies to a certain degree of success see when things are not explained you have the maximum number of gullible people who fall for charlatans who take advantage of it it's a very simple cycle and there are a lot of such uh, examples of these crystal ball readers or tarot card readers astrologers palmists i'm not saying that all palmists and all astrologers are wrong i'm not saying it is a pseudo science it is something which you need some a level of mastery for it to make sense when you reach that kind of level you can't explain to uh, a common folk there's another story which you told me about how you felt like you saw your dad after he had passed away oh yeah that was another um, paranormal experience which i'm definitely <laughs> yeah so what happened was one night i was again it was around this crazy time of 2 a.m types and i was having a smoke in the veranda um, or the balcony in my house in chennai and it's like pitch dark i've switched off all the lights it's just before i go sleep i'm having a quick smoke uh one last smoke for the night i hadn't drank anything i was stone sober and then i see somebody walking if you're familiar with my backyard there's a very narrow passage which kind of broadens up to my garden so through that narrow pass only one person can walk and needs to walk in the go on their side and walk a little bit and come to this main thing uh main garden and i couldn't see the person's face but when you know somebody very very well you know it's them it's simple as that you don't need to see who they are and this person was wearing the shirt a dhoti which my dad normally wears at home which is crumpled his favorite t-shirt shirt which is the most comfortable shirt and this blue one white check lungi that he wears he was wearing that and he's walking towards a garden and i'm smoking what i do is i immediately stub my cigarette throw it out i'm not scared Let me tell you I am not scared. It's a very familiar place. I know yeah. it's my dad. This is probably 2 years after he died. I just go back into the house because I still remember what my dad told me. My dad used to believe in this a lot. Uh and he was extremely spiritual and he used to read a lot about this. He's like Sid always remember this. If you ever come across an entity from the other side, do not engage with it. just walk away and that's what i did it's my dad i would love to tell him i love him but i didn't it's crazy that he told me this exact thing i remember the exact thing i just walked away and it gives me goosebumps even now just talking about it because i know it's true yeah i think 
we should end on that note where you know we should just sometimes just leave it alone like what sidhu said sometimes we might not be able to explain or our science isn't caught up to you know what is out there and um, it's the unknown and until we get to know it we should just maybe probably very nice very nice so thank you dr sheesh thank you arjun it was wonderful having you guys and chatting as usual uh thank you all for tuning in to the odd couple where we discussed about the paranormal we would love to hear all the weird experiences that you had uh which kind of borders or is paranormal do drop in your comments on our social media handles which will be there in the show notes so keep safe and don't look behind you be scared be very scared